Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 84 for Monday, October 19th. I'm Alex Dewey here today with Farbod Markazi, Alex Drudy, and Ray Estrada. How you guys doing? I'm doing really good. Really good? <laughs> Why? Why, Ray? Because my team's in the World Series. Both your teams are in the World Series, actually. Yes. Double, double excitement for, for Ray over here. Yes, I'm, it is. I'm doing good. <laughs> I just want to make sure you knew that. I, I, I know. I know you're good. <laughs> it's World Series time, everybody. The Rays and the Dodgers are moving on. No Astros. Thank goodness. Yay. There's Rays. some form of cosmic right. justice. Yes. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I always view baseball as a metaphor for real life. And the Astros making the World Series, I, I would have had a very grim outlook for the rest of this year so that was honestly uh, i when the astros were coming back and the and the dodgers were coming back i was just thinking is this mlb's way of trying to write a script of the astros dodgers facing each other in the world series and the dodgers getting their revenge are um, you suggesting the mlb is rigged no but <laughs> it's entertainment and we we don't know you know I, i'm just saying that yeah. that that script would have worked out really well if that's how it happened. I will say, I was not among the group of Dodger fans who were like, no, I want to see the Astros and get revenge on them. I was not in that group because um, I care for my health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good call. The Rays really uh, gave us a scare. Oh. <laughs> they they made everybody super happy for three games. They took the first three against the Astros. Things were looking like smooth sailing. And then things slowly went downhill. The Astros clawed their way back into it. Came back from down 3-0 to force game 7. It only happened one other time in, in history. And it was the Red Sox who ended up winning that series. This time, though, the Astros got the door slammed in their face when they almost completed the comeback. They lose game 7. And everybody releases a... A collective sigh of relief. So, yeah, let's let's start with the uh, the race series. We'll talk about both of the championship series. We'll talk about the outlooks of the teams that got eliminated, and that's pretty much it today. That there should be plenty to talk about. So, starting with the Rays, the uh, I think the biggest storyline, you know, outside of the whole Astros cheated, they better not move on, um, was Randy Rosarena who came from nowhere this this postseason just established himself as the most dangerous bat in the Rays lineup and just kept it going through the championship series he now has seven home runs in this postseason that is a rookie record and he just continues to get it done he homered in that game seven where the Rays needed it most hit a two-run home run uh really early on, which with the Rays' bullpen was a huge deal. And, yeah, he, he just continued to hit everything that was thrown at him. It, it's really impressive. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess one question is, how much does this, this, uh, this time of year really, really influence you on how good a player is? going forward this is a rookie player right here who's making his name in october 
how does that how does that play out for him next year in a full season really is it really his first full season like what are the expectations going to be like for for a guy like this well i mean i feel like in um baseball hot streaks happen and we've seen this in every playoffs maybe not to this degree but in a lot of playoffs we have seen one player rise up from either unknown because to be honest with you i don't know who this guy was before the playoffs um rise up from the unknown or from mediocrity to have a really really good series or a really really good couple series so i mean that might get some people to buy in a little bit more on who he is and him to have earned a spot in in next year on in the lineup next year for the Rays, but I mean, I don't. I think this sample size is a little too low to be like, yes, this guy is just the next god of baseball, and we we should all bow down to him right now. He's having an amazing series. Um, I think in the NBA you see a lot more of the. He had a really good playoff, so um, so his like like so and so had a really good playoff, so they got more looks at more people looking at them um, in free agency or on the trade block because um, it, it was playoff performance. I think baseball, it's, there's much people are much more prone to be go through different streaks of hot and cold, and he's just on a torrid streak right now. Yeah, I, I think in the NBA too, though, you don't have a lot of like unknowns come out and dominate playoff series. Like, it, like That is true. You, know, you could take a look at Back, you know, they give MV- finals finals MVPs. You could pretty much guess every finals MVP um, for you know a long ways back. Baseball, you know, there's so many random MVPs in the LCSs and, and World Series. Um, like on that Super Red Sox team, twenty in twenty eighteen, it was Steve Pierce was the MVP. That tells you anything about that. But yeah, my I was gonna make a point about David Freeze too. We see players make a name for themselves in the postseason, and then go on take that confidence and go on to be not necessarily mvp caliber player but serviceable you know everyday players david freeze made a name for himself in that 2011 playoffs and he was a solid player for the rest of his career um randy rosarena uh could definitely be that i feel I mean, like it's we, a bit different for a rookie versus like david it freeze is wasn't, wasn't a veteran at that point but he also wasn't a rookie so well the perfect to... nba comparison is right there from this playoffs and that's tyler hero so you know he True. similarly yeah. undervalued rookie that for a reason people didn't you know expect to be a major play on the playoffs and he showed up and i guess he wasn't quite as mvp caliber as a Rosarina, but I would say pretty pretty damn close. And I, one thing, just like looking at Rosarina's stats, it is a little surprising that he was so unknown. I guess I mean the 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 Rays got him as a throw-in, I think, to mm-hmm. get uh, Martinez in the trade, who isn't even on the team anymore. But his numbers are in the minor leagues are pretty. Um, pretty substantial i mean it's a small sample size but i mean 2019 between double a triple a and um you know the majors the cardinals i mean he was absolutely mashing the ball so for you know maybe it's because his age is 25 maybe it's you know part of the the risk factor that's kind of inherent to a lot of these um cuban uh 
expats that we've had recently you know a lot of a lot of booms a lot of busts but i, I think he's legit person i, I mean I, I don't know if we're even debating that but i i think rosarina is here to stay the bat i think you know is he gonna hit seven home runs in 14 games next year um and maintain that right obviously not but i, I think the talent is real and also the talent is certainly yeah. real but i think if you i i just have issue with saying like projecting that he's going to be like 80% or 75% of what he is today um, uh, next season because he's had a toward playoffs. I mean, yeah, but, but also this is, I mean, he had a very good September. He started the year with COVID. He didn't play the first month of the season. I mean, if you, he also plays Instagram, for the Rays. That, well, that, that too. So he, might, so he might be traded in a year and a half, but um, the, the man crush Monday that, that, that we put up explained that he's transformed himself as a player. So this is our first look at the new Randy Rosarena in September and October. So this could be the new Randy Rosarena. That that's a, that's a fair point. Um, and when I said he uh, also he plays for the Rays, I mean, uh, when you ask about why someone's gone under the radar, obviously what Ray said about COVID, but I mean, the Cardinals and the Rays are, have long been very good, but they don't really get a lot of viewership unless they're in this part of the playoffs of this, I mean, or like, or they're in the playoffs or they're, they're all good at that point. Mm-hmm. Kind of boring. Yeah. And he, he did transform himself since, since he was a prospect really. Um, and now he's, he's being dubbed the Cuban Mookie Betts, at least by, by his manager and by, by the people who are watching him play. Uh, it, it's possible. I, that's, that's a very high bar. But we'll we'll see. I you know he's gonna start for the Rays next year. I think that's a pretty safe statement, and I don't know how much further I'm gonna go from there regarding how how dominant he will he will continue to be. So all right, let, let's let's do the Astros bit now. Let's let's let it all out of our systems and just just detox here because the Astros, you know, not not a well liked team, but they really really came out with just a gritty mentality and grinded their way back from down 3-0 that's something that you you will rarely see actually we've only seen once and that's that's <laughs> saying a lot about the, the I'm pretty sure it never happened seeing. actually when what do you I, mean? I don't have any recollection of that ever occurring of the of what just the the Astros just did, or you're saying before this series? <laughs> three, I don't remember any actual three zero comeback before ever happening. I'm pretty sure that's that's not true. The Red Sox in 2000. I'm being. Oh he's, my God! He's, come on. Ooh, really? Could you not tell that he was being? What? Oh oh oh! Was it okay. that bad? Please. I, I guess it was <laughs> that obvious. So, it was that bad. No, no I got. No, I got I'm you sorry. Really. I'm sorry. I, was, I wasn't in that mindset. <laughs> I already, I already, I already referenced it. I, I missed, I missed. I thought we were past it now. Uh, You're just that low on my knowledge of baseball. (laughs) You don't have a good sarcasm voice. I'm just saying. I didn't think that one needed sar. I guess, I guess I thought that one was so obvious. But uh, anyway, (laughs) continue, please. No, I don't want to edit this part out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. See, See, even though we don't actually edit but even if we're if, 
if we were editing, that whenever you say edit that part out, that it always gets left in. Of course, that's yeah. cute. <laughs> you know what? Can I can I just say like briefly though that you you say like I have no recollection of this. I legitimately don't have recollection of this. Like I was six years old at the time. I was not watching Yankees baseball regularly at this point, and I don't I have remember. I don't have live memories of this. So maybe I'm just lucky in that in that sense. I remember as far back as '03. So. Damn. So you you really were scarred from a young age. Absolutely. I think that explains a lot about about our our youth. Anyway, uh, exactly. that, that's that's not that's not the the important thing Are right we now. In therapy or podcasting? Yeah, I this like... isn't therapy. <laughs> I like to think. <laughs> Why that... have we been doing it for so long, then? I like to think that's the primary function of what we do here. Yeah, the Astros really yeah. really came back and and showed the kind of team on the field that they can be. Um, they've showed their their true colors in other ways leading up to this year. But I, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that that is no easy task to come back against yeah. this raised team. Um, Obje- objectively, the Astros look like the better team all series. They just couldn't push runs across in those first three games. Um, and that's what got them in that 3-0 hole. And, and two, it doesn't matter how many other people hate them and, you know, don't view them as underdogs in a way of like you're rooting for the underdog if they believe that you know they're doubted for whatever reason and they believe that they have the chip on their shoulder that doesn't doesn't matter what other people are saying that they don't deserve what uh what they're doing right now so i mean i mean bottom line they're still a good team yeah they're still built really well yeah like it obviously they have hate um they have hate coming at them and that naturally builds that chip on the shoulder of people trying to prove them wrong. Yeah, and that frustration comes from the MLB's severe lack of punishment to to the Astros. So, like, they, they feel vindicated in a way, like, no, we got punished, with air quotes. It's like, um, yeah, they, they, they feel that they've paid their due and that people are mad. It's, yeah. But it doesn't matter what people think; it matters what that what that team thinks and how that team plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, before we get into too much of more of like the the legacy stuff, let's let's just talk about on field talent wise. The Astros next year have Springer and Brantley as free agents. Those are two huge bats from their from what's really an offensive juggernaut of a team. They're pitching that performed really well in the series, I think it's still a weakness for them. They're starting pitching overall. And that might be a slight to the Rays, who really made this Rays lineup made a very mediocre Astros pitching staff look elite at times. Yeah. And that's concerning if you're a Rays fan, because outside of Rosarena, the production was hardly there from anybody. (laughs) And it was... Zanino was for probably fan. the second best producer, and that's not good. Maybe Mario too. Yeah. Well, I saw some crazy stat that they hit like what, like twenty three home runs in the playoffs so far, or something. Like so, they. It, I guess I'm gonna ask you, considering that I think people associate the Rays with like small ball and like analytics style of baseball. Um, are you guys surprised that they're so dependent on the home run ball in the playoffs? Because I guess I guess you know the true three the three true outcomes is kind of the new 
uh, like small ball, but like I don't think of a lot of their players as like when they first comes to mind. I know they have like a red, they have Renfro, but I guess when I look at their lineup, it then screamed to me like this is a New York Yankees home run juggernaut. It's not, and it, it it's not it's not, which is why you know they haven't been you know that super team in the past few full seasons. They won ninety games uh, the two years prior to this one, and they're obviously best in the AL this year, but. They build their pitching really well with with you know, with ace type guys, uh, up and down the rotation, just awesome bullpen arms. But the they don't spend on their hitting really well. They they or at all they find pieces that fit and are good enough. But the difference like, between this Rays team and the previous ones is, I mean, one you could say they won the division, so they didn't have to worry about that one wild card game that they they might not have scored in um in the past but i mean yeah their lineup's just better than the previous time the previous years um because they've always been built the same as ray just said they always have good pitching there it's just a matter of if their lineup can produce they that's what turns them from a good team to a great team i i think it's literally just they've never had randy rosarena before or you know an equivalent really an, an equivalent performance i should say like I, I guess Austin Meadows was their best hitter last year, and he he did okay in the playoffs. He he hit some some. They also had Tommy Pham at the end of last year. Yeah, the Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham really was the Rays' most complete hitter um, at the yeah. time, just in terms of his plate discipline and, and everything else that came along with it. Trading him still seems pretty pretty odd to me, but that's just what the Rays do. And I don't even know. I don't. I don't feel comfortable calling the Rays a super team ever because they put a different team out there every single year, and it's so volatile that I, that's not just not how I view super teams. Like they're, it's not a cast of of really good players. It's just a really well put together cast of okay players that just works. Yeah, you're gonna have your. They're gonna have maybe their core. You know, four or five players who stay there. You're probably your. You know, your Kiermaier's your. Meadows and you know Loud or Rosarena at this point, but like outside of that, who's like it's kind of a, a revolving door in terms of uh, players. I feel like they take specialization to the maximum nth degree, and they ride or die on that. And baseball is just one of the rare sports where you can be one of the best teams in the league by doing that instead of just having quote unquote the best talent, you know, which. You know, we'll get to it, but I think it sets it up very good in comparison. I think, you know, I'll wait to go fully into this when we talk about the Dodgers, but I think it does set up a really interesting World Series in terms of, like, you have money ball with money versus just, like, money ball without money in that sense. I think low, lowest payroll since and maybe... They had the lowest in the league, I think. Low, right? No, 27. 2008, when they, yeah. When they last... Um, yeah, lowest payroll since 2008 when they last made the World Series, the Rays. This season, they're 27th versus number two, the Dodgers. Um, that's going to be a big storyline the whole time. And it, it, that doesn't concern me so much, especially right now, like, while, while the games are happening. like I'm ready for Joe Buck and John Smoltz to hammer that fact. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many storylines that you can go with there. Um, like, I, I don't want to commend the Rays for not spending money either. Like, that's a different conversation. But I will, I will watch the the talent that they put on the field with with great interest and I, at this point i don't care what how much money they're making like this is it no matter how much you're getting paid 
Um, I'm really good at steering conversations a different direction than I was intending. I, I started out that by talking about the Astros and them <laughs> losing their two biggest outfielders um, potentially in the offseason. I, I don't know if they'll, they'll re-sign Springer and or Brantley. And Reddick also a free agent, but Reddick might not find a job next year. Uh, that's just uh, we, 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 we talked about this off podcast. If Reddick finds a job before Yasiel Puig, we we are actually gonna go right. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. Like <laughs> Josh Reddick is he he's not what he used to be. But George Springer and Michael Brantley, like if they leave, what do what do the Astros have? They still have a really good offense because they'll be having they'll be getting Jordan Alvarez back and they mm-hmm. still have can they afford core. George Springer can they afford George Springer well, yeah I think so only because I don't know how many other teams are going to necessarily jump it that, that's I mean, kind of what I was at I, I think out of the guys maybe it was because it's his contract here he did like the better job of just distancing himself and not being as much of a controversy in the media because I'm assuming like if Carlos Correa was a free agent this year, not many teams would. Although they they would like his production, they wouldn't want to bring him in and like mess up either the team camaraderie or have the fans be mad that they have probably the most hated person in baseball right now. Yeah, that's a real it's a real interesting question. Yeah, I I think I think Brantley is for sure gone because I um he he's older he's what 33 34 and i would imagine you know he's not he wasn't there for 2017 no he's the nice guy in the situation or 2018 he's he's the guy who's like who will in a way he would want to like you know what i'm just going to get away from all this noise on this team and go somewhere else because i'm not involved in that noise exactly i mean springer's Uh, 31 he's no young no exactly Uh, no, but he's he's still. He's only two years productive. older than two years younger than Brantley. I mean, it's not like their payroll is their payroll one of the highest in the league. Who, I mean, it's, it's paying, decent. It's top ten. Berlander, it's top ten now. Frankie. Yeah. Um, they have uh, Correa. So. They have Correa. They have Bregman, on, on longer deals. So that's more so what I was wondering. It's like. They do have quite a few long, long-term deals, for yeah. for any team really. They, yeah, I, I assume Altuve is on a long deal too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, he's on a big long deal. After his, after they won the World Series or, and then went to the World Series the following year, they locked up a bunch of their young, like their young core. And at that point, George Springer wasn't part of the group that was locked up. Yeah. Um, so what what contract could you guys see getting? Uh, George Springer getting, well, I would say maybe like four years, eighty million or something. Is that too much? No, you can get that. He he is yeah, probably he is, say, yeah. He is one of the best leadoff hitters in, in yeah baseball. three or four years at twenty to twenty five billion. I would say yeah. So I mean, I think per year. You know, the Astros aren't a team known for being cheap. I, I could see. If I was going to bet on a scenario, I would see them spending their free agency money on him. And maybe sitting out a lot of the rest because they had a lot of you know they have force whitley still sitting there in the minors for the rotation they you know a lot of young arms i feel like proved their worth this year so yeah. i don't think they really you know as much as we hate them which is it's fine we can all you know say that and knowledge and move on 
I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they came one game away from the World Series without Verlander. And, you know, even without Tuve declining, I, I feel like they don't really need to do that much to still be one of the best teams in that division. That division, like, is not, no offense, Farbo, it's, you know, offense, not. Offense. Why would I take offense? <laughs> it's, not, it's not deep. And it's not even really top heavy. It's just kind of like, okay, there, yeah. that's the thing that exists. There. So right. I, I don't think they're, I think they're in good shape, as good a shape as they could be. You know, I think if you were an Astros fan, if you asked them to be in the season, you know, how would you feel about making it to one game of the World Series? They would probably be ecstatic. I, I really think, you know, Dusty Baker, who is also a free agent, it'll be interesting to see if he returns, you know, deserves a lot of credit for what, what do you say? I thought they extended him. Oh, they did? My I'll, I'll notes are incorrect then. Yeah. Either way, whether he's there, I mean, he's 72 years old, so I'll be interested to see if he retires. But um, regardless, I think that is a masterstroke of managerial ability to get that team to this place this year, personally. Yeah, they picked up the one-year option for 2021 on him. So it's not like they're planning on him being the long-term guy there. But no. But at least I think the goal is basically let's get some stability and consistency here after the year we just had. Um, I mean, if you look at the situation, you could you're looking at uh, the Astros who have Springer, Reddick, and Brantley. And I I would just write Reddick off as we said, but while they do have a bunch of young guys who prove their worth, if they want to say have at least one or two more years because their window is decreasing a little bit at least now um if they if they want to have a couple more years of uh competing for the world series can they afford springer and like a number two number three starting pitcher yeah they can they can afford it i i think these are silly questions honestly like in terms of what the astros can do like they can they can do this they can do all these things of course they're going to contend they are in a win now mode in a non-competitive division. I think it's just interesting to think about the the impact of of like their personal legacies on whether or not they're going to stay. You know, you talk about Brantley versus Springer and their situations. Also just interesting Jeff Luno is um having in like a one-on-one interview aired today telling his side of like the whole with who? Astro scandal. Um it is, I think it's a, a local Houston um, oh, okay. station. ERC yeah. to Houston. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that should be, be memed all the hell, right? It probably will be. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's just the point that I wanted to finish on too. Is you know, people people talk about like you have to respect this Astros team. No, you don't. You no. don't. They don't. You don't have to forgive them for what they've done. They've never apologized for what they've done. Okay. No, like you, you can be objective and realize what they did, what they did this postseason was remarkable. But that does not mean you have to respect them. Do not feel bad for people raining a shitstorm on them because they've earned it. This is the biggest cheating scandal in a century in baseball. And and you know you, you can talk about like I guess what the only recent the other recent cheating scandal was like the Flategate. This is on a scale that is far beyond that. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's. Was... I mean, that's bad too. Like, you don't have to compare apples and oranges. But like, what I'm saying is, this is significant. This is going to be remembered in the long term. Carlos Correa 
this is a black guy in the sport it is on the whole sport but especially on on this astros team you know carlos Mm -hmm. correa's legacy as a as a postseason performer he has some of the best numbers ever Uh, he will be remembered for being part of that 2017 team and And for what he's been saying this off yeah but 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 all of them even like you said george springer didn't really say much this year but George Springer is going to be remembered for that. Jose Altuve, Alex mm-hmm. Bregman, all all of those guys on that 2017 team are going to be remembered for being a part of that, mm-hmm. a, a part of part of that team. And it's, I said they, they think it's going to go away. It's not, not. There haven't even been fans in the stands this year. Exactly. They they stole the championship. You know, they they stole the championship and then MLB didn't take that and MLB didn't take that away. So, um, it's it's uh, yeah. It's not. It's not leaving. Like I said, you don't have. They they don't deserve respect. I don't care how good they are. I don't care how underdog they were in this postseason. They, you know, to throw some uh, water on that fire. They face two of the most inept franchises in recent memory when it comes to postseason success to get to the ALCS. So, um, it's <laughs> yeah. There, it's not going to go away. Yeah. We're we're still upset, as especially <laughs> especially, you know, looking back to say twenty three years from now, especially if they don't win another title in this window, with this with this core team. If your only title, oh, is it'll be written right off in twenty years, um, if they don't win another title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I it's gonna be so interesting to see what what their games are gonna be like when when fans are there. And you know we talked, we joked about it early in the year when we were saying like, this this whole pandemic has deprived us the the opportunity as fans to to really ridicule them and shame them. Um, it's just delayed. It hasn't hasn't de- deprived yeah. fans. They're they're gonna have a lot of pent up uh, things to say. All right, let's uh, let's move on from this series. I think we've we've talked about them quite enough. We'll we'll maybe circle back to, to the Rays when we talk about how we think the World Series will go. But the Dodgers and the Braves, that one was an equally impressive comeback effort, having come back from down 3-1. That's the most the most famous comeback in sports history, at least as of as of recently. Uh, the the higher seeded team prevailed. The the on paper better team prevailed over a Braves team that really looked much better than I was expecting, honestly. They had great performances all postseason long from Ian Anderson. Um, you know, Max Fried carried the top of that starting staff also. And their bullpen, which I ne- I didn't think much of throughout the entire regular season, showed that it was actually pretty pretty deep for a, a seven-game series here against the Dodgers. And... Um, yeah, you know, you talk about Orozarena on the race side, you you have to talk about Corey Seager the same way. Of course, we knew he's good. He's he's done. He's got some hardware already to show that he's really good. But man, oh man. He uh, five home runs in a 7-game series and 11 RBIs. That's that's something else right there. Um, I just want to touch on one thing and Ray, you might have heard a completely different side of it than at least I did. Um, because you are a Dodgers fan, but I think it's incredible bless seeing uh, bless you, whoever sneezed. I, I think it's incredible seeing 
Corey Seager just silenced everyone this year because it's not that we it's not that he was a bad player, but he started out his career pretty well, obviously. Then um, whether it was injury or whatever, he was just like an average player. So at like above average player so like at the beginning of the year i remember just seeing um trade talks of just in case like maybe you package seager in plus someone else for like a lindor or, or the dodgers look maybe looking to um move on from seager and get a star short a star short stuff in there so i i think this whether you call it a comeback or or just playing better than he did in years past it's incredible. Couldn't be happier for. Oh yeah, no, I I mean I love it. I've loved this guy since he was in high A, and I and I saw him there. Like he's a, he's a star in this league. Um, when he's fully healthy, yeah, he has injury problems, but he's a star in this league when he's when he's healthy. And there's even Dodger fans who are like you want to trade Seager for Lindor or trade for Lindor, move Seager to third, um, because Seager's too tall to be a shortstop. That's dumb. He can play the position. He doesn't need to move to third. Um. Yeah, it's like this guy's really, really good. Last year, people were like, "Oh, he doesn't have the home run numbers." It's because he was coming off of Tommy John and hip surgery last year, and he still was top of the league in doubles or close to it. Like this guy can hit; he can hit really, really well. And I mean, we saw it in this series, and we saw it all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He he's big man crush material, and he has been for some time. He's so, Mr. Steel Girl. Yeah. <laughs> And this, this right here, I just want to say, this is a super team. This is a super team we've yes. talked about for, for years, um, you know, year in, year out. And this is a team with three players who are MVP caliber players any given year. And that's the separator right there. There are maybe the only other team that, that has a roster like that is the Braves this year with, with Acuna and Freeman and Ozuna performing the way he did. Um, no other team could have come back 3-0 against the Braves and the Dodgers. 3-1, yeah. 3-1. 2-0, Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's the biggest takeaway for me is, like, this this is a team that if they didn't make it would have been incredibly disappointing uh, because on paper it's all there. And they had contributions from everywhere, too. Mookie Betts on I defense mean, talk- was ridiculous. You talk about disappointing, yeah. Ray. How do you how? I I know you said this is a weird season and you um kind of like a weird title if you win it. How would this Dodgers team be looked at? Let's let's go back to that twenty year thing. If they have the super team and they don't have a title out of it. Well, I mean, obviously it's it's a huge failure. I mean, we look at the '90s Braves. That was you know. We call them the team of the 90s they only won one title um yeah. but i mean they have a title the dodgers win a title i mean hopefully they win it bets has 12 years left on his contract um <laughs> their window is open um well wide open so they should have plenty of opportunity and especially if they win this year then that monkey is off their back of oh we're trying to win a title while mookie's here in this window and they don't have to worry about um well, I'm not saying their window's not open, but I'm saying no, no. If, if you're considering Mookie's 12-year contract, I'm more so talking about this current team as constructed with oh, yeah. the Kershaws of the world, um, Justin Turner. That that They're not going to be there when Mookie's finishing his contract. No, but... No, yeah, but, I mean, 
one one title makes it makes a team and you know it is a weird season but i think we're seeing from these playoffs that i mean th- this one does does really count with these playoffs like there there's the energy there it's 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 a real world series title at um uh, at, at this point so i don't i don't know if you guys saw this but this world series will decide the overall uh, the best city of the bubble because the lakers yes. won it in the nba um tampa bay team won it in the nhl so now um la versus tampa bay um to take two out of three in the world series yeah so but yeah i mean this this team will be with 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 the title this year and mookie's first year that's i think that that's really big and assuming that they contend for multiple titles in the next four or five years with mookie as well and most of this team is as constructed i think it'll be really good also also too i mean i know mookie was on that team but the 2017 team it's that's a big what if for this uh, franchise yeah I, I still can't believe that somehow Mookie Betts going to the Dodgers seemed to be underrated. Like, yeah. I, that's that's a huge deal. This is a super team that added an MVP and then yeah. extended and him then for 12 signed years. Him, yeah. like, <laughs> and then signed him longer. That's, that's just another unfortunate effect of, of this season and how it all played out is that we didn't really really understand what Mookie Betts on the Dodgers meant for some time until after all the all the hype died down surrounding the the trade itself so well yeah I mean I think that's part of that that answer on its own can answer the I mean that thing on its own can answer why none of us on the west coast here really know much of really knew much of Randy Rosarena um because we all played regional, like all all of our teams played regional games, and I, you, you and Rudy, probably saw more of him because of the Yankees and Rays. But it's not mm-hmm. like I really tuned into too many Rays games. Yeah, that was only this year, though. That's a big yeah. conversation that I don't think we'll get into now in the effects of the region locked <laughs> baseball this year. But um, before we we get too far away from from the Braves' incredible choke job, they. They really, really, really choked it in that game seven with probably the worst base running mistake that I've ever seen. It was a it was a combination of base running mistakes. They had a second and third with uh, with one out situation. No, with no out situation, right? Yeah, no, no out. No, that that got him out of the inning. Did it really? I believe, yeah. Oh, you know, you're right. It might have been. No, I think they. I think they had to get one more after. Nick Marquegas was in the eight hole. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. So with no outs, runners on second and third, ground ground ball hit to the third baseman, which you know, first of all, just that's that's bad execution right there. Dansby Swanson takes off to go home, gets immediately caught in a rundown, and Austin Riley behind him on second base is just kind of standing between second and third base. Marquegas gets tagged out on a kind of an unnecessary circus play by the Dodgers with their rundown and then throw to third so they get that. Riley out a double play in the worst possible way that that is unbelievably terrible execution on on three different fronts in one play by the Braves and they really ran themselves out of the game they were 
they were up at the time. They could have extended that fourth inning, really made something out of it. Um, just, yeah, just handed the Dodgers the game right there, seemingly just a deflating type of play. So I just wanted to call out that horrendous, horrendous play. That, that's that's the kind of stuff that, you, as a baseball fan, you're like, oh, my God. The, these are the plays. You know, you can you can rave all you want about Kike's home run or Bellinger's home run and how clutch they are. It's it's those it's those terribly unclutch moments that, that really show you what sports is all about. Yep, it really did. Um, I, I'm kind of a maybe maybe unique sports viewer in that way. Where where the cringy stuff is is just as entertaining as the uh, oh no the heroic I mean, it stuff is. And, and you and you can't ignore that that stuff for turning tides and games like you know it's nobody out you have eight nine one coming up uh, Arcakis I will say not the worst hit ball but right at the perfectly positioned one hop right to Turner and yeah Swanson can't be going with nobody out there he has to make sure that the ball gets through the infield um, and yeah, just and like I said, bad run and execution by the Dodgers, and then Austin Riley just deciding, oh yeah, I think I'll go to third now, and just easily getting thrown out, trying to get that last out, and now mm-hmm. Acuna instead of coming on with uh, runners on, he leads off the next inning. Um, so the game is more than just yeah. heroic at bats or yes. heroic pitching performances. It's it's yes important to remember that sometimes and the then, series is full of them. What kind of drove that? that dagger deeper was the next inning, you know, two defensive plays, the double play, and then Betts robbing that Freeman home run kept the Braves from opening the game up mm-hmm. and it kept the Dodgers in it. Kike ties it and Braves, the Braves had three hits all game, I think. Yeah. That, wow. That tells me, yeah. Braves had three hits. So just kept the game closed. Dodgers stayed in it and yeah, two big home runs and they're, and they're in front. And then, Julio Rios with a fantastic three innings to end it. Perfect three innings to end it. Mm-hmm. This the, might this might be the best defensive matchup in a World Series yes. that you could draw up because the Rays really win their games with defense and incredible bullpen pitching performances. And the Dodgers kind of do too sometimes, except they can hit as well. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um and then I, I think we have to talk about Clayton Kershaw because it's the playoffs and, and Clayton Kershaw and I don't and I don't know those those two are just destined yeah to to be tied in in any context like whether whether you think he's been good or bad um, this series he was eh man yeah. yeah. So I mean I, I don't know like yeah. has, has, had, has the had needle shifted stuff. at all? No, um, that that game didn't really sway, sway me one way or another. He had a good stuff. He uh, he just kind of got unlucky. Uh, bad pitch to Ozuna uh, for the home run. Didn't make a whole lot of bad pitches. People are saying he shouldn't have gone after the sixth. I third time through the I don't know why. I think he rolled him there. The it's not like the bullpen did much better. Uh, the Braves just hit really well in that game four, and Dodgers couldn't uh, only push one run across against um, a rookie pitcher. So no run support. He's pitching a lot tighter as opposed to having you know a two or three run lead even. Uh, so just 
yeah, doesn't move it one way or the other. Playoff Kershaw, I think the legacy is kind of not nearly as dominant in the regular season, but when you look at the numbers, also incredibly unlucky and oftentimes set up to fail, I will say. That's mm. kind of his legacy right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And he's not hes not in his peak. He, he really... No. He, he's not going to be leaned on as the guy to to mow through a lineup he throws a 92 mile an hour fastball and a decent slider still has the curveball but like walker bueller's the guy now that's that's where all the eyes should be Mm -hmm. should be turning to in the big we'll say um uh game one starter will be clayton kershaw against uh tyler glass now yes yes that's more just how how it lines up uh, yeah that's not that's not anything yeah bueller pitch game six he's not gonna Mm -hmm. pitch tuesday all right. Well, with that, then let's let's talk about. I know we didn't talk about the Braves' future too much, but I I don't know. Is there is there much really to talk about? They're losing a lot of inconsequential pieces, and then Marcelo Zuna is the big free agent question that they're losing. So, how could you possibly tell me that Pete Cosma is an inconsequential? <laughs> Pablo Sandoval, Felix Fernandez, Solarte. What on, the Braves are hoarders, man. Come on, they are hoarders. I mean, they were losing a lot of their bullpen. I don't think it's inconsequential. Inconc- Green, Melanson, O'Day. Who I mean, I didn't know, know about Darren O'Day. No was way any of us knew he still pitched in the major leagues. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> they, they signed Will Smith for a reason, though. Like, they signed him for four years, I believe. So they, he's kind of going to be the anchor. Chris Martin can still throw, but. Do you so you guys think they'll resign Ozuna? I think that's really the question, though, right? Exactly. I mean, he's probably I, worth a similar contract to the one we discussed for uh, Springer before, for Springer, right? Yeah. They would be smart to. I don't know if they will. Yeah. <laughs> Simply put, the other thing though, I think is worth mentioning. I think I you know we don't have to spend too much time on it, but I mean, there's something to be said that did this Braves team, which kind of felt like it was always competitive, but it never really. I mean, it never even made the World Series, but I think they won. You know, they made the playoffs. I think for a very surmountable streak, do we think that this is the end of their division? Uh, I mean, it's kind of a mini dynasty. I think they've won the division like four or five times in a row, right? Don't quote me on that, but I think that is true. Uh, You know, next year, do we think the other teams in the NL East are going to be on their heels, or do you think they have enough young core? You know, Ian Anderson obviously broke out as a very – and Freed obviously broke out as – very good pitching pitchers and Freeman's MVP caliber and you know you're gonna Acuna, you're just obviously. gonna you're just gonna keep talking until you realize that the answer is no their is dynasty yes? is not over well you asked yeah. if the dynasty no. over it's not over <laughs> that's that's but they are kind of entering this Dodgers territory where it's like well are they ever gonna win anything you know entering like, Dodgers territory is a good thing the Dodgers are always good yeah. man the Dodgers are always good they could they could win any given year. And yes, yeah. sometimes there's other good teams in the division that will. I guess as a Yankees fan, my mindset is World Series or bust. So. Oh, oh well, I mean, it is. It is, but I think with the Braves, they, you know, they're not built as complete as the Dodgers. They had, they relied on a lot of fantastic pitching performances out of nowhere this postseason uh, against some subpar lineups in, in terms of the first two. They rounds. got to play the Marlins but, in the postseason, man. Come yeah. on, that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but but so. I mean, I think they'll still be a very good team going forward. They're just up, and they just don't have that back end. The Dodgers just they, they kill you with that back end of the, of the depth. Like Keith Hernandez had a pinch hit home run yesterday. Like 
and he he had a pinch at home run. Julio Arias there. They didn't they didn't need Jansen. They didn't need um, you know other big arms in, in the bullpen yesterday. It's. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't compare them to the Dodgers, but no, they're but, a very good but, team with good yeah. young, good young, like offensive guys. Uh, Freeman doesn't look like he's going to slow down anytime soon. They have they have multiple yeah. guys in that lineup that can be MVP candidates. And I mean, we mentioned this a couple of weeks back. It was, and that's not even naming Ronald Acuna. And this is assuming they resign uh, Marcelo Zuna. Their yeah. their offense is good. Their pitching is young and it's promising, um, very promising. I, I don't think it's time for them. I don't think it's time for them to like take a step back in that division. But also, no. I, I also it, don't it, see it, anybody it, in the division taking a exactly. huge step forward. Yeah, well, the Nationals aren't going to be that garbage again. Like, it's yeah, a they're good they're... it's a good division outside the outside of the uh, the Marlins. Like, the Nationals aren't going to be no the division team. But I I mean I think there's question marks. As to who can chat, who can be consistently really good in that division. The oh, every, of course, but they're they're all they're all in it to win it. Like the Phillies oh, are in yeah. it to win it. The the Mets yeah. are in it to win it, despite them just I don't even know. But but but, but until <laughs> until those teams show that they can do it, the Braves are still going to be Braves. The, yeah. the the betting favorites. Hundred percent. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, I mean, we have the prospects here. How. Pache influences the uh, Ozuna decision. It again, it shouldn't, but it might no. because baseball front offices are penny pinchers. I don't know. That's that's yeah. just. I mean, it. if the DH is here to stay, I think they have to because Pache is pretty much an all defense player. So yeah, and Ozuna, like you're not going to find offense like his out there if they decide to try to sign a michael brantley or a springer instead fine or a puig like they had signed okay week. not not the same caliber player there but oh, yeah, yeah like yeah they I could, mean, they could. But, but, but in terms of you know filling out an outfield considering Alcuna is their only and i guess duval are their only outfielders coming back there's no reason they can't start pash pache whatever yeah. his name is Alcuna, <laughs> and or is at the same time so totally feasible yeah they did it this year. They can they can do it again. So yeah, let, let's let's but just wait, get. But let's wait, just, before we oh, move on, no, we have to send some, <laughs> some more, a few more um, Atlanta Braves free agents. Uh, Chachin, Julius Chachin, Chachin, Chachin. 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 <laughs> wait, can can we just have Rudy read these? Echeverria. No, uh, he oh, did wow. that one right. Almost. A, a, a little hard on the on the H. Yeah, right? you don't pronounce the H. Echeverria. Echeverria. There we go. Okay, and the rest You're of the name is Pablo Sandoval. How does he still play a professional sport? Can we all just ask that question? <laughs> There's a lot of guys you can ask that question about. It's true. All right, well, okay, now now to get to what I was really going to say, it's it's the question. Is it the Rays or is it the Dodgers this year? I'm going to ask you one by one. Farbo, I'll start with you. Well, I mean, I'm not good. I had the Rays in June. I had the Rays two weeks ago at the start of the playoffs, and I have the Rays again. Um, I'm sorry, Ray. That's that's a weird run on Ray <laughs> Estrada. Um, but I am once again picking against your team, and I can't not choose the team I chose earlier. 
You can't. I, I can't not choose the team I chose earlier. Well said. All right. I'm my I, words are hard. I just tried to say the Rays and and um talk to Ray, so I was very confused. Regardless, go Rays, beat the Dodgers. It's gonna be a tough series though. All right, <laughs> uh, Rudy, you next. I'm going with the Dodgers in six. I just don't see. You know, feel free to lambast this, but to me, it just seems like what the Rays are relying on this postseason to win games is not something that exudes me with great confidence. And I think, you know, there's something to be said that they were one game away from losing, and you know, against the Yankees and the Astros. And I know the Dodgers obviously just went to seven games, but to simplify, I guess in the end of the day, if both teams are great, I'm going with the team that just has the super team talent over the team that is defying the odds and its talent for its performances. So I forgot to mention the number of games raising seven. Okay. So long, long series here. Uh, Ray, do I have to ask? I, I'm going, game to, I'm going to extrapolate. Okay. So piggyback on Farbod bragging about his picks. I picked the Rays and Dodgers in June. I picked the Rays and Dodgers two weeks ago when the playoffs started. And I'm still going to pick the Dodgers to win this series in six games. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah, I I picked the Dodgers. I can see too. it going any length though. It all depends on how the Rays bats show out and if that Rays pitching can really stifle this Dodgers lineup. Three game, three games. No. <laughs> three, three games and COVID hits. No. Yeah. So the Rays really look like they're. They're hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 you remember in uh, in in Avengers where where Thor is holding holding open the uh, the the star thingy, and that's that's a, that's Randy Rosarena trying to hold hold the Rays together right now. Um, they really have a an uninspiring offense, <laughs> and that is what is it's gonna take against a team like the Dodgers. And then yeah, their bullpen's super good. They can they will steal some games out of there, especially if they're able to baffle a Dodgers team that's like never seen these guys throw before. Um, but the Dodgers are just a juggernaut of a team. I, I can't see them losing it. So yeah, Dodgers in like I don't know five or six games. I'll give them I'll give them five games. So one Dodgers in five, two Dodgers in six, and one Rays in seven. Yeah. There you go. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Watch now, now that now that we said that Tyler Glassdown is going to throw like a complete game shutout, and we're all going to immediately question what we said. But that's Honestly, that's I'm, baseball. I'm pretty conflicted because obviously I want Los Angeles to win the Battle of the Bubble um, because go Lakers. But pick the Rays, so Rays in seven. Okay. Interesting, interesting take there. Y'all act like Tampa even noticed that they won the Stanley Cup when there's absolutely no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a conversation for another time. Is the Tampa, Tampa sports scene? So, yeah, that, that I think that's it. That's a good place to to wrap it up. Um, I'm excited to watch some more baseball, and then unfortunately another long hiatus after. An, an extra extra long hiatus of an off season last year yeah. with this pandemic so uh at, at least for us it's where we we thrive it's where we we get fun with wild we like speculative 
I, I plan on doing some fun things in the off season. Yeah, it'll it'll be good stuff. So enjoy the World Series, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you did stick around this long, uh, maybe rate, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. We'd really appreciate maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> Follow us at BeatTheShiftBP on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out our website, BeatTheShiftBaseball.com. That's where all our podcasts are, articles, anything else. It's all there. So that is it for today. Thanks, everybody. One last time. As always, Farbode. Peace. Peace.